If you have been learning from the Be The Bridge podcast, our work, I want you to consider becoming a financial partner today. And the other way you can become a financial partner is by shopping our store. You can sport our apparel to uh, represent what Be The Bridge stands for. And this donation goes to a special cause. And so just a reminder, um, our vision is seeing that all are equipped to flourish through expanding our reach and continuing to spread the good news of social justice. Um, we are able to pursue this vision and fulfill our mission of empowering people and culture toward racial healing, racial equity, and racial reconciliation through your generous donor support. So thank you for supporting all that Be The Bridge does. Thank you for giving to us. And just remember, we're not the only way, we're just one way to get us on the path to racial equity, racial healing, and racial reconciliation. Thank you so much for your support. You are listening to the Be The Bridge podcast with Latasha Morrison. How are you guys doing today? It's exciting. Each week, Be The Bridge podcast tackles subjects related to race and culture with the goal of bringing understanding. But I'm going to do it in the spirit of love. We believe understanding can move us toward racial healing, racial equity, and racial unity. Latasha Morrison is the founder of Be The Bridge, which is an organization responding to racial brokenness and systemic injustice in our world. This podcast is an extension of our vision to make sure people are no longer conditioned by a racialized society, but grounded in truth. If you have not hit the subscribe button, please do so now. Without further ado, let's begin today's podcast. Oh, and stick around for some important information at the end. Okay, I am so excited to the Beehive, the Be The Bridge Hive, as we call you, um, to have this discussion today. We've been wanting to have this discussion um, about small groups. A lot of you guys are leading Be The Bridge groups, and some of you are having a great time, and some of you are having a lot of success, and some of you are having some issues. You've ran into some hiccups. So I'm here with Andrea Middleton and Margot Margo Yoder, and we're going to talk all things Be The Bridge groups today. Are you guys ready? We're ready. You're ready? Okay, so we have Andrea and Margo who are leading a group here in the Atlanta area. And I wanted to bring them on um, because Andrea is also the um, Be The Bridge educator and the leader of our Be The Bridge leaders group um, that we have online. And this is a place where leaders go to um, help guide them in as they participate and as they lead groups within their community. So they join this group to find out best practices. We also have training, orientation, all of these things. And it's important if you are hearing this and you had no idea about this group, you have to make sure that if you are leading or participating in the Be The Bridge group, is your group registered? And if you have a registered group, you will, uh, once you register your group, you will get important information, especially about the next Be The Bridge Guide that's coming on. So it's coming out. 
So I wanted to have them on here just to talk about some things and how they're leading the group. I've been able to watch them um, closely and also from afar and see the growth that they've had together and then also individually. But I wanted to talk to um, both of you. Uh, Margot, how many groups have you participated in? I have participated in four groups, um, one as a member and then three times as a co-leader, maybe once, maybe I wasn't quite ready, but uh, felt the nudge and jumped in. Okay, we're going to come back to that night quite, yep. quite ready because we want people to learn from that. Okay, and Andrea, um, how many groups have you participated in? All right, I participated in one group from beginning to end. Um, was actually in Margot's group that she led um, and just kind of fell off the map, uh, yeah. didn't complete, and then I've led three groups. Okay, okay. So you fell off the map and then you came back. Okay, so you had to reset yourself. So that happens. Like, yeah. I want to talk about that because that happens. And it doesn't mean that maybe at that point you weren't ready. Um, I remember a friend of mine just telling me, saying, hey, I love what you're doing, but I can't I can't talk about this with white people. I can't I can't be in a be the bridge group. And, you know, it took a couple of years and now this person um, was helping to lead a group. And so that, you know, there's some resets and recalibration. And sometimes we have to do work in our own lives before we can um, lead others and participate. So this is I'm glad that you guys are honest now. Um, so you've led some groups and you have um, participated in some groups. How did you prepare to lead? Like how what? are some things that you did individually, you know, where you were preparing to lead? Um, so I started leading um, right after George Floyd uh, was murdered. And um, Margo had mentioned earlier about feeling that nudge. Um, I felt the nudge. I, I'm, I'm an active member and um in a group that's called Community of Change within our school community mm -hmm. um, and knew that, you know, conversations were happening with other white members um, in that particular group. And they've seen me, you know, be supportive of Be The Bridge. Um, and so that's kind of how the group formed um, just through everyday relationships. Um, you know, from me posting on Facebook and people inquiring, you know, um, but the main way that I prepared, honestly, was through prayer. I felt the nudge and um, the flesh side of me, the, 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 the real side of me was like, you are not even prepared to lead uh -huh. anybody anywhere. Uh -huh. But it was one of those things where I prayed and um and was like all right god like i am fully depending on you to help me lead several women yeah you know, so 
And I remember you, um, you know, I know knowing you for a long time, um, I know these are conversations we've had, uh, but then I began to see a shift in you where you were reading articles and books and saying, have you heard about this? And have you heard about this? So there's a lot of educating I saw that you were doing also personally. Uh, Margo, how about you? Um, I would echo Andrea with prayer, definitely. For mm -hmm. me, um, when Andrea started these groups, she came to me looking for a co-leader. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I trust Andrea's leadership. Um, I feel like I would, Andrea and I have known each other for what, seven, eight years. Um, and I feel like if Andrea asks me to do something, I'm going to do it. Like, mm. How did Aww. you guys? Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. This is great. I'm doing this so, podcast, Andrea. <laughs> so how did you meet? How did you meet? Gosh, we, so our boys um, attended this uh, Moms Morning Day Out program when they were like four or five years old. And um, I remember thinking there was something a little bit different about Margot, but you know, you're 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 like two ships passing in the night. It was, you know, a drop off, and then we keep going. And then we found out that um, our two girls um, were in the same class, and then they formed a friendship. So there was some, you know, there was some interaction that we had, but it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't too deep. You know, we weren't in each other's lives like we are now. Um, I mean, look, Margo has made it to my favorites list uh, <laughs> on my cell phone. What? Oh, wait a minute. That's a big deal. When you're on the favorites list. Did y'all hear that? Okay. Margo is on Andrea's favorites list, but that's great. And so basically you might, you met, um, through your kids at school, you became acquaintances mm -hmm. and then that later developed into something else. Um, um, I love that. And so sometimes the people that you're supposed to connect with are the ones that are right in your life, but you haven't like um, zoned in on them. So it mm -hmm. could be that other parent that's dropping off. I've heard this story so many times of people who are leading groups together. It was from, you know, at their kid's school or um, at a, uh, you know, someone that was on their kid's soccer team or basketball team. Um, some of these things happen. It doesn't always happen that, hey, we went to the same church and we formed this. Uh, you guys go to totally different churches, you know, mm -hmm. um, just about everybody in your group is a part of a, um, a different um, faith community. Community. And then also some are not even um, a part of the the Christian faith. And so I think that's just interesting um, how you guys um, are just growing and learning. Um, what have been some of the, um, what does growth look like to you in the area of racial healing, um, equity, and reconciliation? What does that growth look like that you've seen people in your groups or even yourselves go through? What does that growth look like for you? Hmm. I think for me, one of the signs of growth is, especially for white members, is increased humility. Mm. Um, I mean, we talk a lot about centering in Be the Bridge. And I think when a white participant, which some people have this naturally, but not everyone does culturally, we do a real good job as white people of centering ourselves. But when we learn to just listen without adding in our own words and our own experiences and just listen and believe the person who is speaking to us, 
um, I think is a huge, huge marker of growth. Okay, so let's go back to that because I've heard someone else say this, um, you know, where we talk about, I always, even in the book, I talk about this posture of humility, mm -hmm. but a lot of times we can talk about that. And maybe sometimes mm -hmm. we think we're leading out of a place of humility, but what are some of the action steps to having a posture of humility? So you said listening, um, mm -hmm. what are some other action steps, you know, that a person um, who is actually not the marginalized in this conversation. So if you're not the marginalized, you definitely need to be a listener and a learner. Mm -hmm. um, what is something, you know, how do you demonstrate um, humility? Because it's easy to talk about and we can say it, but what are the action steps? Like what are some of the tangible things that shows that this person um, is 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 entering this conversation in in a humble and uh, with humility in a humble way and with humility. Yeah, I, that's a little bit of a tricky question because mm -hmm. um, I, for one, am a box checker, and if okay. you tell me, you know, my my five ways to get humility, I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work real hard <laughs> to do those. I love that. I love that. Uh huh. Uh huh. I, I mean, I think like a lot of things in faith, like it's a matter of motivation and it's a matter I of love heart. It. It's a matter of heart change, right? So, right. And that looks different on different people. Right. It doesn't mean that you stop talking or stop sharing your experience. It's it's your posture, whether that be physical or non-physical, towards another person as they are sharing their life. It's right. it's uh, putting someone else's story up on a pedestal, and not it doesn't have to make sense to you. Mm, mm -hmm. That's good. So it's like your response, because sometimes we can tune people out, and we're thinking like, "Hey, I'm still in the room." So I I am here. I am so I am I am walking in here with humility because I'm staying here. But you've tuned the person out, and mm -hmm. you're thinking about something else, mm -hmm. you know. Or you're like, I'm I'm listening. I'm not gonna say anything, but yet and still you're thinking about what you're gonna prepare for dinner because you've tuned out because there's a a disagreement, but the, you haven't verbalized it, but mentally and emotionally you've checked mm -hmm. out you know mm -hmm. so i think that's good and that, i think sometimes people feel like because i'm showing up that i'm di displaying humility but right. how are you actively showing up you know so mm -hmm. i think that's important um andre what about what about you um i want to piggyback off of what margo said um humility on both sides mm -hmm. um as a as a woman of color um I also had to show up in the space with the correct posture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes, um, actually posture is my word for the year. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just showing up in the correct posture and what that looks like as a person of color, being transparent. Um, a lot of times it's hard to open yourself up um, to people, to white, you know, women, you know, talking about our group in particular, um, and not sure how they're going to respond to what I'm, you know, sharing, you know, sharing some deep, mm -hmm. you know, some deep concerns and wounds and, um, that me and my family have experienced, you know, people in my community and still coming in every week and saying, okay, I, I have to be transparent and vulnerable to 
let them know that um, what you see on the news, you may not know anybody, but you know, that that may not be your story, but here I am in front of you and and, and I'm telling you, this is this is real. You know, yeah. this is what we experience. Mm-hmm. So um, and then Marco says something often, which, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to coin it. I'm going to say is mine. But <laughs> she says often that we have to be willing to fall forward. Mm. And this is like we're 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 all learning. You know, we're we're all learning. We, you know, we all have to be in a place um, of of learning, of being able to open ourselves up, um, effectively express our mm-hmm. our feelings in that moment, um, um, being able to, you know, listen. You know, I mean, because even as a black person. You know, being able to step a you know, take a step back and and listen to what you know what is being said um, on both sides, you know, um, so I can you know so I can learn you know mm-hmm. so I can learn how to respond to them, which will then you know uh, mm-hmm. growth happens. So yeah. yeah, so that's good. So one of the things you you were saying is showing up. And being transparent, that was like an act of humility for you because it's like the only way they're gonna know if I show is if I show up as a truth teller, you know. And so, yeah. but you had to like be prepared. And so we know that this was a brave space, and we we don't like to use the word safe space because we understand that you know spaces are not safe for everyone. And so you had to be courageous, and you had to be um, brave, and you had to show up in your courageous self and this space. And so um, um, that's important. And then I think it's important too, that on the other side of that, you know, that people receive you in that manner too, because when you show up in this, with in your fullness, and then you're not received, that could be very oppressive too, you know? And so, um, so that's really good. I love that. Um, what are, um, what are some of the triumphs, you know, are, um, are, what, what, you know what, before we get to triumphs, let's talk about what are some of the challenges um, that you've had maybe leading a Be The Bridge group or maybe things that you've seen in other groups? What are some of the challenges that you've seen? Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we have, um, <laughs> this past summer, we had, um, I had three groups and I and and, and Margo and I, we kind of joke about it and we say, you know, we have our first child, our middle child and our baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, you know, one of our groups, I mean, they would come prepared and I mean, they were dedicated. Just um, help me out, Margo. Um, trying to describe our first group. You got it. But it they're just a, very a, challenging. Yeah. yeah. yeah There's a smaller group also. Yeah. And so for me as a leader at times, that group from a from a head perspective, it challenged me mentally. Mm. So I was challenged mentally in one group, whereas in another group, I was challenged a little bit more physically mm-hmm. and what I couldn't do verbally, 
I had to pray even more, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and think even more and, you know, just it, 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 you know, it was a little bit more physically challenging. Um, so describe so, it. Give give me an example. Like I know your group your group members may be listening, but you can say hypothetically. We love you. <laughs> um, you don't have to use any names. Um, but what what are some circumstances that uh, were challenging? Because there's people listening out here, and they're going through some challenges in their groups. You know, and maybe they're thinking about. Um, you know, stopping it. Um, how did you survive the challenge? Like, did you keep pushing through? Did y'all talk about it? Did y'all say, hey, wait a minute, we're going to stay in this another week or we're going to take a pause and, you know, we're going to talk about this. How did you handle those challenges? And, you know, what were um, maybe an example of what um, something that was like challenging for either one of you? Mm-hmm. Um. So on one of our groups, I, I, I began leading this group by myself and I thought, you know, okay, I've, you know, I've already started leading a couple other groups. I could probably do this, you know, do this by myself. I know all the women and, and me leading this group alone, I quickly realized that I cannot do this by myself. I need the help of another person. I begged Margot. I paid her. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 I recognized in myself as a leader that what I needed to give to them, I didn't have it all. Okay. And so, um, you know, you know, there were a couple of times where we would get off track very easily. And because we're all, you know, our kids all go to school together you know, sometimes it would be very easy to, you know, start talking about what's happening in the community. Mm-hmm. And then what is supposed to be a hour, hour and a half conversation, you know, turns into several hours. <laughs> and that's because of, you know, you know, my inability at times to, you know, stay on track. Mm-hmm. And Margot has definitely been that person, you know, to back me up. And, you know, we're constantly taking um, texting and, and communication and we're like, okay, mm-hmm. this person is not saying something and, you know, let's call on this person and this person needs to, you know, not say as much. And and mm-hmm. so um, that that particular time frame was extremely challenging um, mm-hmm. for me. And then I think uh, with our other group, um, there were times where we had a, um, you know, some members would sometimes play devil's advocate. Oh, I don't like that game. We got enough devils. Don't play. Let's women. Let's let's take a pause. Let's even stop using that term because when people even say that, first of all, it shuts down the conversation. And I'm like, there's enough people Mm -hmm. out there that are playing devil's advocate that you don't need to play it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, yeah. So anyway, going back, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so in playing devil's advocate, um, you know, or asking that question to a certain group of people can be, you know, at, at times, honestly, was extremely triggering yeah. and and um, challenging for the, the women of color in the group to where, you know, there's probably a couple times, you know, they they wanted to, you know, back out and say, you know what, 
this is too much. Um, you know, this is too harming to myself. Mm-hmm. And um, and and I'm gonna have to take a pause. You know, so what so. what made them what made them stay? Because I I know I know that um, it's just that I think people have to realize too. It's you know people who are doing this work of bridge building. You know, in this space of racial healing. Um, you know, a, as people of color. There's a lot we're taking on because like, you know, one of our friends, she wrote, she's like, look, the blood of Jesus is the bridge, not my back. And so we yeah. have to approach this mm-hmm. conversation in that, like, because some people think like, okay, because I'm a bridge builder, you're going to say anything you want to say and I need to answer all your questions. That's not the type of bridge we build it. That's not, that's not, mm-hmm. that's a, that's an unhealthy bridge. And we, this is too much for even as a person of color, um, for us to carry the weight of. And so, but we stay, a lot of times we stay in these conversations, um, not because of a person, but because of our relationship with God and because of, um, we want to see everyone flourish or we want to see our children um you know live free like everyone else's children mm-hmm. are are living free you know so what what made them stay hope mm. yeah i mean honestly I, that that's what <sighs> clinging on to hope yes. hope in god's word mm. that you know, where the Bible talks about, you know, he who finished or he will complete the work mm-hmm. um, uh, in us, through us, um, having hope. Also, just honestly, even remembering that um, the grace that has been extended to me as mm-hmm. a Christian, you know, mm-hmm all the times where I didn't show up and I didn't do what I was supposed to do and I knew better and I, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and and how um, God's love for me um, was just that real to where I was like, I I can't give up, Mm -hmm. you know, um, on on our group as a leader. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, because Christ did not give up on me. That's good. So, Margo, what would you say are some of the challenges um, that you've seen um, or heard or experienced in leading um, Be The Bridge groups? Yeah, I think especially, Andrea said, we have been doing two groups since last summer. I think Mm -hmm. just remembering that groups are not, they are not all going to look the same. Their Mm -hmm. flow is not going to be the same. Their needs are not going to be the same. So, my expectations of a leader have to remain flexible, right? We would have, mm-hmm. you know, we would meet on Tuesday with a group and then Thursday. We'd go over the same exact unit, you know, be the bridge mm-hmm. unit. Completely opposite conversations would happen in both, which is, you know, part of the culture of, I mean, that's why we do it in person, right? Uh-huh. Um, but at some point, you know, it can get exhausting to not, for it not to go the way you think it's going to go. Um, And again, that goes back to humility for me, right? Like Mm -hmm. staying pliable and flexible forever. The spirit's going to lead the discussion, I think. Um, But that that can pose a challenge, too, because, you know, you gear up for a certain conversation and then it goes a totally different way. And Mm -hmm. you got to be able to to pivot as as things change. 
Okay. Okay. So what have been some of, you know, this is some of the things that when I'm talking to people and I'm talking about some of the transformation that I see happening in um, the groups, um, I, one of the things that they, one of the things that I would hear is them talk about, I'm sorry, let me go back. I heard something in the background. (laughs) Okay. So one of the, um, the other thing that I wanted us to talk about was, you know, some of the triumphs that we have, um, you know, in our Be The Bridge group. I I talk about this a lot, you know, as I'm leading um, around the country and, you know, there are other people who are doing this work. They're like, let, please let me hear these because I know you guys are on the front lines and what I'm seeing in the spaces that I am, I'm in, it's just all a mess, you know? And, so um, let's talk about some of the triumphs that you've seen um, in your group or maybe in other groups that you know about. And maybe, Andrea, some of the things that you've seen um, other leaders, um, Be The Bridge group leaders, um, talk about and discuss some, some, you know, so we talked about some of the challenges um, and we'll talk a little bit more about those. But what are some of the triumphs that you've seen um, in the groups? Man, God, there's so mm-hmm. many. Um I have seen, um, gosh, there was this one incident that happened where one of our group members, um, her son was in a um, a really bad accident. Mm-hmm. He had a really uh, terrible injury. And the way our Be The Bridge group mm-hmm. surrounded her um, was the mo- one of the most beautiful things that I've been able to be a part of and witness and talk about being the hands and feet of, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we did. Like we were, and we'd only been meeting for maybe a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember a conversation I had, you know, with the mom and she was like, you know, um, during that time, we were the church to her. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it was like one of those things where had we not, you know, formed, you know, started Be The Bridge, been consistent, you know, um, we wouldn't have been able to experience mm-hmm. that um, that togetherness and community, mm-hmm. um, you know, with her. And, you know, so that's I mean, that's one. Gosh. I mean, we are like. So you were relational. You were in proximity. Mm-hmm. You have formed a. Although you had only been meeting for a few months, you know, when tragedy happened, you guys rallied as a community. Mm-hmm. So the, one of the triumphs that you've seen is a a true authentic community being formed. You yeah. know, where you have become, um, you know, friends and um, yeah. beyond um, this discussion. Yeah, um, it's really, it's really Tasha, a miracle of the model that was created. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you put people in a room together, right, you move from exchanging ideas and experiences to sharing life together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a choice. You don't have to, you don't have right. to be vulnerable and go there. But just watching that happen over the months in the groups I've been in is, is always a miracle to watch Mm-hmm. That exchange, moving from exchange of ideas to exchanging of life, I think right. is really cool. And so most of your groups started like during the pandemic, a lot. Right. Of yeah. yeah. Which was which was another God wink, because during that time, 
you know, we're 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 in a space where we are at home. Um, that yeah. that that need for community is was basically absent, yeah. and so forming um, being a part of Be the Bridge group uh, gave us something for us to look forward to. You know, having some some sort of communication outside communication um, with other like minded um, people and those people honestly becoming a part of our community. So there I mean, I I just think about how we like Margot said, how we are in each other's lives Mm -hmm. like we are in each other's lives. Yeah. I mean, we are talking, texting uh, FaceTiming, Zooming, going out to dinner. I mean, we're going out to dinner tonight. You know, we yeah. like like our children, they're, they are now forming groups, mm-hmm. you know, so. Um, I love it. I yeah. love it. So you're, you've, you're passing this on to your like next generation. And, mm-hmm. um, and I did hear one of um, your members talk about their daughter forming um, a group, you know, at, uh, with what, so your daughter. And, you know, I, I love it and how this is happening. And so I guess people weren't passive aggressive while they were doing it over Zoom or whatever you were using <laughs> and turning their camera off when they had an issue. And <laughs> well, we can we can talk about Zoom challenges. Also. OK. <laughs> Okay. But okay, what are some, let's talk about, I want to, well, let's talk about some of the, because there's a lot of people listening to this and they're mm-hmm. like, this is good. This sounds good for y'all group, but this ain't how my group, I can't, I mean, I'm I'm barely talking to some of the people in my group. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different stories we hear with um, Be The Bridge. And so I know a lot of people are listening and maybe this isn't your story. Let's talk about some of the common mistakes people make when participating or when they're leading a group. What are some of the common mistakes that, you know, maybe not in your group, but Andrea, like some of the things that you've seen in the Be The Bridge leader group or other leaders talk about, what are some common mistakes that people make? And um, Margo, I want you to chime in on this also. Sure. I think um, one of the main common mistakes that I've, that I have recognized being a part of, um, you know, being um, a part of BTB is um, the leader and co-leader not on the same page. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, one thing I can say about Margot um, is, and and our relationship, we're not just leader and co-leader, like we are genuine friends. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have that genuine friendship with someone and um, and leading a group on racial injustice, like there's a level of trust and commitment and that, that has to be there mm-hmm. um, and respect for one another that has to be there for, for um, it to be a healthy group. Right. Um, and so I am beyond grateful, blessed that, you know, I have that with, um, with the co-leaders, with Margo mm-hmm. and my other co-leader, um, you know, yeah. so yeah, them, them not, you know, they're, they're being a power struggle, you know, mm-hmm. Tasha, you had talked about it earlier about, you know, um, a white person having to give over that power to a mm-hmm. person of color. 
um, you know, that's that's a legit issue. Let, let's talk about that. And and one of the things we were talking about is when you're in these dynamics of, you know, a leader and a co-leader and understanding that a co-leader is is assisting, you know, um, and and being able to give give power. Like if you've been in an environment where it has been very, um, you know, um, um it hasn't been diverse or maybe you grew up in a in a space that's that's not diverse and so maybe you've never had a person of color lead you maybe you've never had um you know, a person of color um, as a teacher or a professor, um, a pastor, all these different things. And, um, you know, as a person of color and as, especially as an African-American in, in this space, when we're talking about leadership, you know, most of us have, I mean, I would say 90% of people um, that are, that's a person of color or, you know, African-American in, in this country, we've had to be in spaces where we've been led by someone that is not of our ethnicity or our race, you know, um, but that's not true for um, white people. So I know that that can be a problem. And sometimes it's unconsciously and sometimes it's um, consciously, you know, where, you know, you've never been put in a situation like that. So you don't know how you will respond or you don't know that is even in you to resist mm -hmm. until you get in this, this space where you're, um, you know, maybe you're supposed to be co-leading and then there's this pool because, you know, you don't agree. Y'all not on the same page. Maybe you, there's no friendship or maybe there's a friendship, but, you know, there's this tug. And so there's some healthy leadership um, dynamics and then there's some um, unhealthy leadership dynamics. And so, Margo, um, what is the ability, and you mentioned this a little bit, you trust mm -hmm. Andrea, um, your ability to follow Andrea's leadership and not try to control it or to change it. Even when you see, you know, like she said, there are some things that is not my strength. You know, I get off course a lot mm -hmm. and Margo's able to bring us back. Um, what are some ways, and you still respect that leadership, even when you see, hey, She's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um, but you see some of the mishaps in her leadership. How do you still continue to follow? Ooh, that's a big one. Um, so I can talk about that experientially. Um, mm -hmm. After participating in my first group as just a participant, I mean, I feel like that was a season in life where scales were falling off my eyes. It was mm -hmm. continuing to be in the process of working out my salvation, right? Mm -hmm. Um and one of the big things for me during that group and then after was learning what it meant to be a white woman, right? Mm -hmm. Learning um, the power that has been given to me, learning um, the weapons that I unconsciously have been given and use. Um, so for me, it was continuing to remember that I'm still learning about this. Like for the rest of my life, I will be undoing the first 40 years of my life where I grew up in a culture of not understanding mm -hmm. the world around me. Um, and so for me, I don't know if I'm going to answer your question in a way that's going to be helpful to lots of people, <laughs> but for me, it was, it, it's that humility. It's that realizing that I, I don't understand, you know, the life and how, what it is like to live um, as a person of color 
And so I, I can do nothing but trust Andrea's experience, right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't have that experience for myself. Yeah. Um, and, and, and she and I having a shared history, I mean, that's, that trust comes from having, you know, almost a decade of friendship mm-hmm. behind us. Yeah. So yeah. that, that wasn't, I mean, maybe not for the podcast, like that, that was never hard for me okay. to, to trust, to trust Andrea. This is so good. Aren't you loving this conversation? We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Friends, life is hard. And sometimes we need a little help. Navigating the stress of sudden changes in income, health complications, and or the loss of someone close can be overwhelming. Not to mention the stress of the tense time of political and social disharmony. Honestly, at this time, we all could use a little help. Well, guess what? There is help. There's help through BetterHelp.com. That's Better, H-E-L-P. BetterHelp.com makes professional counseling. It makes it accessible, affordable, and convenient for anyone who may be currently struggling with life's challenges. If that's you, you can get help anytime, anywhere. BetterHelp.com offers access to licensed, trained, and experienced and accredited psychologists, marriage and family therapists, clinical social workers, and board-licensed professional counselors. We want you to start living a happier life today as a listener. And as a Be The Bridge listener, you'll get 10% off of your first month by visiting BetterHelp dot com slash be the bridge again that's betterhelp.com slash be the bridge so you can join over one million people who have taken charge of their mental health you guys it's a difficult time and we need these tools and we need a little help to encourage us on the way thanks for staying with us let's get back to our conversation so if, you know, if we're talking about a, a subject that maybe you don't agree on, um, what mm-hmm. I've seen happen in some groups is that people, um, if two leaders will openly um, disagree, it's not to say you're going to agree all the time, mm-hmm. but when it comes sure. to when it comes to my oppression, it does matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I know that I've seen unhealthy behaviors where they don't talk about maybe the curriculum or what they're going to talk about before they get in front of the rest Mm -hmm. of the group. Mm -hmm. And so I know sometimes that can be a challenge if you're not having conversations as two leaders and talking about, you know, what you're going to talk about with your group prior to going in, you know, having this discussion with other people Mm -hmm. that can pose a problem. Or if something happens and then instead of going to the, you know, you as two leaders discussing it and debriefing about it, that, you know, the leader go to the people, the participants and mm-hmm. talk about it. And so that can cause a lot of issues within the group and you can have these, um, you know, dynamics. So, so I've heard a lot of this type of things happening. So I think one of the takeaways that people um, could do, because you're not going to agree on everything, but it's best for us to have this conversation if you're talking about lament, if you're talking about acknowledgement or some historical context, Mm -hmm. um, to have these conversations as a leadership team um, first, and then, you know, talk about this 
with your um the group and so mm -hmm. do you find that i know everybody doesn't have to do that but do you find that that's helpful um you know as you're you know dealing with some things you know or maybe some um things that are happening in you know in our society or in our culture that are very challenging um it's good to have those discussions as leaders and kind of you know pray about those things before you even take it to your group have y'all found that helpful helpful Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there were, Margo and I, if, if we didn't talk, um, you know, daily, <laughs> but, um, I mean, for, for the most part, um, you know, we would, we would always talk and prepare, um, you know, the lessons together, um, mm -hmm. and debrief, you know, that that's, you know, I'm glad that you brought that up because that is also very, you know, important. It is, is not just a, okay, in meeting on the Zoom call and and I go to bed, you know, mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, Margo and I, we are texting each other to discuss, pray, you know, even if it's a one liner, hey, okay, that was a lot. Let's talk <laughs> about it in the morning, you know, right. Um, but the two of us did that. And um also want to say something too. I can remember there were a couple times where during the summertime, it seemed like every week we were meeting, there was a uh -huh. new killing. You okay. know, somebody else was, you know, dying. It was the, I mean, last summer was extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, um, I had to be open and honest with Margot to let her know I'm struggling today. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I'm supposed to lead, but I can't lead. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's me humbling myself and recognizing, you know, I, I don't, yeah, I don't have, I don't it, have to it to give because I can't answer no questions. <laughs> I don't want no one to say, but what are he did this and I, I don't want to hear any of it today. Yes. Yeah. I get yeah. You. And, and so that happened, you know, quite a few times, um, you know, throughout the course of our meetings, our, our, our two groups that we lead together. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the things I'm, you know, most appreciative, um, and of Margo as a co-lead, she was right there to pick up, um, all the pieces that I, that I couldn't put together, you mm -hmm. know? So, so we really walked hand in hand, whatever mm -hmm. I couldn't give, she was able to give, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and vice versa. But vice versa, that, yeah. you know, that takes a communication on both mm -hmm. of our parts that takes mm -hmm. a, me being transparent, especially as a, as, as a black woman, you know, if I'm crying in front of somebody, mm. to me, that means I'm like really pissed off. I'm yeah. I'm 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 angry. <laughs> right, right. But to you know, but there were times where I literally like would be weeping mm. and in our groups and and then they would start praying, you mm. know, or you know, one of the members would be challenging another member and say, you know, do you see, you know, the work that is taking for her to do this and show up every mm -hmm. single week. Um, 
So you had people in your group and also Margo showing up in the midst of your pain and anguish and trauma um, because you were still leading through this, but Margo was able to um, to lift your arms during those times when you needed her the most. And um, not only that, but you weren't um, demanded to, to give of yourself, but your group members, um, those that didn't understand were directed by those who did understand. Mm -hmm. And I think that's yeah. something that's really important is just that to remember when these things are happening, um, you know, there's a lot of trauma that all of us are dealing with, whether you're dealing with family trauma, um, you know, personal trauma, um, you know, there's a lot of things. We're all dealing with trauma in some capacity. Um, and so one of the things as, you know, African-Americans, we deal with racial trauma. And I think it's important, you know, it's hard for us to be in these conversations and give of ourselves. I remember last year when Am Ahmaud Aubrey and George Floyd was happening and, you know, it's like the whole Be The Bridge community is looking um, for for me to give a response, to say something. So in the midst of my pain and mm -hmm. anguish and what I'm feeling, um, I don't like trying to process all of that before I'm even able to give out because I may, I'm going to probably give out the wrong thing. And so sometimes it's like the only thing we have to give out is... I can't help you today or um, I'm crying or I'm taking a moment for me to to gather myself and take care of my mental health. And it's mm -hmm. all right to take those time outs. Yeah. But we need people in the groups to be able to lift up the arms or to say that or to um, help the leaders when and to be sensitive mm -hmm. to that. And I think sometimes we can be insensitive to that, you know, um, when people are going mm -hmm. through a, a tra traumatic experience. Just imagine someone trying to lead and do all of this and they're going through a divorce or, you know, mm -hmm. they're going through yeah. um, a health issue. You know, how would you respond? How would you step up? What would you do? Um, are you, you know, you're going to cook potlucks? Are you, are you, are you know, are you thinking about that as it, re as it relates when these things are happening? How can I I, how can I lift this burden a little bit, you know, um, for my, my friend or my, my sister or my brother? Okay, so what are some common things, Andrea, that you see in the Be The Bridge leader groups? What are some common things that we see uh, before we get into the do's and don'ts of starting and leading a Be The Bridge group? What are some common themes that you see? Some common themes or themes. themes I'm sorry. Oh. What are some common themes? Themes. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, some common themes that um, that I see in leading a group. <sighs> leading a group are either what you see in the Be the Bridge. You oversee. Um, about 2,000 people who are in our online um, Be The Bridge Leaders Group. What are some things that you see that is common um, as in the group dynamics that leaders are trying to filter through or process or learn from each other or glean from each other? What are some maybe some common um, themes that you see overall? Uh yeah, one common thing that I um, see, and I've you know mentioned it before, um, not having a supportive co-lead. Okay. Um, not being on the same page with um, with the co-lead, um, not knowing you know not not knowing your role, 
You know, mm-hmm. um, it's okay to, you know, talk about who's going to do what, um, you know, what are your gifts? What are your strengths, weaknesses? Um, you know, one of my leaders or co-leads, he is gifted um, from an administrative side and I can do it. But that's not, you know, that's not my strong point, And that is. Um, so having those conversations, um, being prepared, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I had to do that. I, you know, from reading, from, you know, talking, podcasts, following different people mm-hmm. on social media sites. This isn't just a I have a feeling and now I want to do it. <laughs> right. Like, no, we're 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 talking about something that is so deep. <laughs> yeah. Historic. Historic. Like, yes. Centuries. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the same things that our parents, grandparents, great grandparents have. Great, great. <laughs> great, great. You know, that we're still dealing with to this day, you know. Right, and, right. you know, so um, honestly, um, you know, leaders so, not being prepared. Right. Um So leaders have to be learners. Leaders have, yes, (laughs) leaders have to be learners. And, you know, another thing, um, I get emails a lot of times from members who don't feel a connection Mm -hmm. from their leaders. And Mm -hmm. so if you are leading a group, there's, there's a level of there's a different level of commitment that is required from you mm-hmm. that's not required from the members. And yeah. so there are times where, you know, yeah, I do have to go the extra mile and, you know, send out a text or call a person or pray for a person or, mm-hmm. you know, just to make sure that, you know, um, we stay engaged because mm-hmm. it's easy to, you know, kind of after you've talked about, repent, shame, guilt, um, reparations for Mm. a person to, you know, close that book and not think about be the bridge ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Because because you can't walk away from it. Some people can walk away from it. So as a leader, just keeping it before. So that's about establishing relationship. And I think one of the things in the way Be The Bridge groups are designed, is not just designed for you to um, have these discussions and come and, you know, have these group discussions, but one of the key things in the first um, group that, you know, that I ever led was to um, build life and do life with the, with, with the people. And so that's many of us who are part of communities where we have small groups, or if you're a part of, you know, any kind of, you know, um, community group, um, you see where it's like, okay, you're going to each other's birthday or you're doing a phone call or you're sharing a text. It's like, it's not just, I close this and I don't hear from anyone else, you know, and, or when mm-hmm. something happens in my life, no one knows or no one is going through, you know, this is an extension, um, of your life. And I know sometimes that's hard, um, to do, especially subgroups where I have gotten together where people that didn't know each other, but you guys basically, you, you know, you didn't know each other intimately in that way um, until you really formed this group. You were associates. You 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 participated in a group together. Um, but Andre, you were in and out of that group, and so um, so you later um, connected. So I think that's important to see, and I think that's really good. Um, Margot, was there something you were going to add? 
Um, as far as leaders go, I think one theme that I see is just the desire for support. And that's where I think the Facebook leader page is super helpful. So for leaders that aren't on that page, get on that page. Um, mm-hmm. It's anything. It's anything from spiritual and emotional support like this is happening in my group how would you all handle it to logistical support you know i remember seeing this article somewhere that would be really helpful for my group but now i can't find it can someone mm. help me um and so i think just like the model of be the bridge is to be done in community that's how we build bridges mm-hmm. i think leading even if it's on you know online can be done in community. I think yeah. leaders leaders need other leaders to bounce ideas off of and to feel supported and yeah. to to talk about hardships with. Yeah, we can't do this like we can't um um, become an island in this. And then the other thing is, um, you know, there's training that's happening in the Be The Bridge Leader Group. I know there's um, orientation that happens. Um, we have a new 3.0 guide um, that is coming out um, soon. We're excited mm-hmm. about that. And I know that there's going to be um, a leader training group and some videos that's going to accompany that. Um, and so this is where you're going to find out all the, that information. And the first groups to um, be able to order this or to find out the training and all the deets on this are going to be people who are part of that um, Be The Bridge Leaders um, community. Um, and then there's some things that I think as leaders um, th- that can be done as, as it relates to um, training is, you know, we offer a B2B 101. Um, there is the um, Be The Bridge Intensive that we offer to help, um, you know, um, our white brothers and sisters. Um, then also um, for our um, BIPOC community, um, there is a, um, a guide and we're doing some trauma um, care within our um within our Be The Bridge People of Color BIPOC group um, that we have. And so there's something, there's some things that we have to do sometimes on our own to start the learning um, um, journey and to to start the healing process um, mm-hmm. so that we can come together more effectively. So I think when leaders are doing that work um, on themselves, they're able to also um, lead others um, in a healthy way. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about, because things, let me tell you guys, we've been doing this. We're coming up on our fifth year. Uh, we're going to be five years old. So what what took place when we were two or three? You know, it's not acceptable anymore now that we're five years old. So there's going to be a lot of um, resetting and recalibration that we're doing as an organization internally and also externally. And um, there's just things can go rogue. I mean, you know, Be The Bridge was in existence for a year before we even became an organization, you know, before it was like, okay, now we're going to do something. People were having groups and doing these discussions before there were really guidelines and rules and all those different things. And so we've had to put a lot of those things in place. So I want to talk about some of the do's and don'ts to leading a Be The Bridge group, because if you're not part of the leaders group, um, we have a lot of role groups out there. We have a lot of groups that are not registered. So one of the do's is to make sure that you do register (laughs) your Be 
the bridge yes. group. If you are leading a be the bridge group, if you are using, um, you know, the be the bridge guide, um, then we want you to register your group. Um, one of the things that we don't want you to do is we don't want you to um, change um, the curriculum or just make a whole bunch of copies. You know, be the bridge is a nonprofit organization. So if there's going to be changes that are going to be duplicated to a group, we need to know about that. Um, we have that in writing um, as you download the guide. And then if you are making several copies of it without paying for it, then um, that is called what? Stealing. Stealing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so we are a nonprofit organization. We make a uh, majority of our, our, our money and our funds to support our staff, to support someone like Andrea being um, in the Be The Bridge leader group to answer questions and to kind of guide and coach um, our leaders. Um, you know, that comes with a cost. And so we support our organization through the things that we sell. And so um, I, I think people need to understand that. Also, um, we are a 501c3, but most of most of the people who are leading Be the Bridge groups um, aren't. And so you are um, you leading a Be the Bridge group, but it just because you're leading a Be the Bridge group, you cannot accept the money on behalf of Be the Bridge. Anybody that's trying to donate, um, or you know, you cannot collect money on behalf of us. That you need to point them to the um, leadership of Be The Bridge. Um, and you can do that by emailing info at beabridgebuilder.com or info at bethebridge.com. And so, um, yeah, so those are just some of the um, the do's and don'ts. I want you guys to name some do's and don'ts um, that you see, um, you know, that you've seen that some of the things maybe people need to do and some of the things they don't need to do. What are some things that come to mind that people need to do or don't do? Oh my goodness, I can think of several. I do. <laughs> Before you lead a group, if you are a white person, white brother or sister, please sign up for BTB 101. Okay. Um, I'm encouraging um, several people who are wanting to start groups and they're not even a part of you know, BTB 101, they haven't participated. They haven't even been in a BTB group. Okay. okay. So um, if you are um, another do, oh, you already mentioned the registering the group. Another don't is do not cherry pick which sessions you want to teach on for the week. Is sessions one through nine, and then the yeah. new guide is going to be sessions one through ten. Yeah. So don't leave out reparations, like because you don't want to have pushback, and so we're going to leave that out because that's a part of it. We can't have the conversation on reconciliation and you know racial justice if we're not having the conversation on repair and restoration and or so lament or lament. Yeah, don't just because it's, you're uncomfortable with it, um, you know you have to push through it. And there's you know there's scripture to guide you in that. And then if you want to. Uh, one of the things you do, one of the things you can do is to use the book, um, the Be the Bridge book, um, written by myself personally, um, to guide you in some uh, deeper conversations as it relates to lament mm -hmm. 
and re- restoration and reconciliation and repair. Um, the book goes a lot deeper where the guide cannot go in just the time frame. The guide is scratching the surface a little bit, just giving us an idea of this. Um, the book goes deeper and um, and we will have, we have some curriculum coming out later on. There's a lot of things coming um, to help people engage in this conversation. Any more that you guys can think of? Any do's or don'ts? Another do I just thought about, Tasha, whenever you had mentioned about um, things, um, if you're uncomfortable with a particular session or topic, do reach out to other leaders within the Facebook leader group and, you know, ask for their help. You know, um, you know, maybe there's somebody from another group in your area that can, you know, possibly join or could assist you in, you know, uh, widening your understanding of that particular topic. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, you know, that's one of the benefits of being a part of, a, of the leader group. It provides a special covering that mm-hmm. when you are out there kind of, you know, being a rogue. (laughs) And there's, like Tasha said, there are quite a few groups, unfortunately, that have gone rogue, you know, leaders have gone rogue. But when you're out there just kind of doing it, doing it alone, you're not covered if something happens, you know, Mm -hmm. if, 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 if conflict, you know, comes up, that's a do. If you have conflict within your group, do reach out to, um, you know, one of the BTB leaders mm-hmm. um, who are on staff, you know, there's several contractors. I, I, I have received several emails where um, and I've been in meetings where, you know, conflicts have arise between the leaders and or the members. So if there's conflict, don't try to, you know, pray it away. <laughs> It's okay. Reach out to one of us, you know, email me and, you know, I have no problem in having that conversation to help, you know, you know, help your group get past it, um, you know, to, to grow from it. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Any? Um, uh, I have a couple. One yeah. don't I would share is don't rush through the guide. I mean, we've mm. had we've had sessions where, you know, we talked for an hour and a half about question one on on that lesson for that week and you know it's deemed we deemed it important to continue the conversation the next week so Mm. remaining flexible i mean respectful of people's schedules but remaining flexible that you know you might have to spend a couple weeks on lament or acknowledgement Mm -hmm. um and just to have hold that flexibility and another thing i would say um, as a white participant and white leader is don't join a group or lead a group so that you can share your wisdom that you think you have with mm. the groups that you are a part of. <laughs> mm. if, if that if that is your motivation for joining, I would do some do some introspection and some self work before we we jump right on in. So that brings up one so. that I had is to don't uh, don't think that you're going to become an expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are all learners in this. We never arrive. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a movement. This is a lifestyle here. And so we are, um, this is a part of your life. It's like, you know, I think Margot, you said this, like I'm spending, you know, the rest 
the rest of my life trying to unlearn the first 40 years of my life. And Mm -hmm. so that's a lot. Like we are trying to deconstruct and reconstruct in a healthy way. I mean, um, theologically, all these things, I mean, how we've been cued, how we've been informed, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, you know, as as children, um, you know, um, theologically, all of those things that we are now, um, you know, putting a microscope on those, a magnifying glass, excuse me, and putting ourselves on the microscope and just putting a magnifying glass on all these things. And so this takes time. This is one step at a time, but you continue to engage and you take those pauses when you need to pause or you take those timeouts mm-hmm. when you need to, to take a timeout and you do the self-care work that you need to do personally. So do um, make sure that you are taking care of self, yourself mentally, physically and emotionally and spiritually. Um, Those are important things because I know myself, you know, just in everything that I've been through, I haven't been on social media as much as I have in the past. Um, It's just because where I am in my stage of life and just um, the things that I'm dealing with as as it relates to trauma and grief. And I know um, in some ways I'm not going to show up you know, maybe like I would or say things like I would, or I just having the capacity to deal with a lot of things. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not in, I don't have the grace to do that right now. And it's okay for me to take a time out and pause however long I need and, you know, and show up when I can, um, as my best self, you know, throughout this season that I'm in. So we're all going to go through difficult seasons where it's just harder for us to um, engage, but we don't want to isolate ourselves and we don't want to go back to homogenous, you know, thinking and living, you know, um, you know, so this is, this is a definitely a lifestyle of work. Um, so those are just a few of the do's and don'ts, um, that, you know, we, um, we want to, we want you to remember. And for those of you who want to, you know, you can listen, re-listen to this and get those, and it's going to be in the transcript. Um, but, you know, making sure that, you know, that you register your groups and that you're not operating um, your Be the Bridge um, group as a chapter or as a organization where you are receiving funds on behalf of Be the Bridge. That is a no-no. And um, please let us know about... Um, you know, issues that come up, you know, we are here to help and guide you the best way we can. Maybe some of our suggestions is that you pause that group and maybe there's individual learning that needs to take place. And mm-hmm. I agree with you, um, Andrea. I think um, BTB 101 is a great place for people to start, um, especially um, those that are in the majority culture. Um, you know, it is important and imperative that you kind of begin to understand um, what's been broken because how we've been informed, um, you know, through our faith or either through our history telling and who tells the history, um, a lot of those things, you know, we have been um, cued the wrong way. And so it's important for us to realize and know um, what things were broken and give us context so we understand what are we here to pray towards restoring and repair and reconciling. So um, I thank you guys for being here. Is there Are there any other things to these group leaders that are listening, those who are um, maybe thinking about starting a group, maybe those who are in a group that's thinking about quitting or those <laughs> who are um, 
in a healthy group and they're growing, um, you know, we want to hear your stories. We want to hear the challenges and the triumphs, you know, that comes with the territory because we learn from them. And so, um, as Andrea said, Andrea and Margot both said, Margot said when she first led, it was like, I was trying to lead, but, <laughs> you know, so there's something that, but she didn't give up. And so are, is there any encouragement that you ladies have to give those that are listening? Maybe they're thinking about it. Maybe um, they haven't participated in a group like this. Maybe there's some people out here having conversations, but really ha haven't really become a learner in this. And so they're not talking from an informed position. What are some some um, encouragement, encouraging words that you have for those that are listening? Um, the very first thing that comes in my mind is praying, mm -hmm. like do not forsake the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, don't think that you have to be this theologian and know all the statistics and, you know, um, you know, you have to have everything correct. Um, if you have a willing heart and you're open to learn, and you, you know, you're in constant learning, um, you know, God, God will cover you. God will make up um, where you um, are, are, are missing those, those pieces. And, and, and so that's, that's what he does. You know, we have to be in full dependency on him. You know, we have to, um, you know, do that. And it's a, it's, it's a faith it's a faith um, walk and even leading a group. Mm -hmm. um, so it grows your faith. And then the other thing that, um, you know, I, I, I want to encourage us, um, Tasha, you kind of mentioned about it is self-care. Yeah. Um, that is so important in leading a group, like taking care of yourself. You cannot give what you don't have, you know? So mm -hmm. Margo will tell you that I, I am like the self self-proclaimed nap queen. <laughs> there were plenty of times where, you know, I was like, oh, let me get back with you. I need to go and, you know, take a nap. <laughs> and that's OK, because I needed to make sure I was in the right frame of mind, uh -huh. you know, to where I'm not speaking, you know, from a place right. of brokenness or disappointment or, you know, whatever. Um uh, so yeah, self-care. Um, and you know what, guys, y'all can do this. You can do it. Um, there's a community of people available, um, that are here to support you. This is tried and true. We have a leader who is amazing and she just doesn't write about this stuff. She lives it, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, we are representing, you know, you, Latasha, because you have been the bridge to so many groups of people. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, be that example, yeah. you know, to other people in your lives. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So you can't. So I think the thing is, like, be authentic in this, like live out what you're what you're saying. And it's not just an idea, but it's like you have to put it into practice. And so mm -hmm. um, I think that's very important because so many people have an idea. But when it comes to them actively walking it out, um, 
you know, they're unable to do that. And so you want to really show up in an authentic way. Um, any parting words for from you, Margo? Uh, I think just be willing to be transformed. I mean, this is this is king, kingdom work that we're doing. And when we do kingdom work, um, we become more like Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so be willing to be transformed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so good. And that's what this work is about. It's it's about transformation. And um, I know for me personally, I am not in the business of transformation. I cannot transform someone's heart. And that's what we Mm -hmm. need in this work um, of racial equity and racial healing and racial reconciliation. We need transformation of heart and mind. And we need people to change their minds um, about um, ideologies and belief systems and values that they have propped up um as idols and so um that is what this work of Breathe the Bridge is about. Um, the groups are the heartbeat of what we do. Um, this is a lot of times people's first own ramping, um, their first experience. Um, we do recommend like some of the BTB 101, all those things, the intensive, they came about um, after we had started groups. But the reason why the BIPOC group and all these other things exist is because we knew that there had to be other things to support people who have a heart for this work. And so we had to um, go back and add some of the things that we felt that would help people um, become better bridge builders by adding the intensive and the 101 and the BIPOC group and all the other things that we've done, the transracial adoption um, material. Uh, We want people to be able to equip their children. So um, the youth and college um, information and guides that we have, um, those are just a few things that we've done. and and just even when your group is done, there's, um, you know, there's book studies you can do together. There's other, um, you know, um, curriculums that you get, guys can, can tap into. Um, but we want you to keep the conversation going. Like I said, this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And so this work doesn't just stop with um, a conversation or start with a conversation. Mm-hmm. It continues on in how you live your life. And so uh, we thank you guys for all the work that you're doing. And so if you have not joined the, um, the Be The Bridge Leader Group, um, make sure you do that. Uh, make sure you um, you 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 log on um, so that you can continue to learn and thank you for continuing to um, be bridge builders and so thank you Andrea and Margo for um, giving up yourself today and teaching us and guiding other leaders as they navigate this journey um, and those of you maybe you're out there and you have a awesome story that's happening with your group um, make sure you share that with be the bridge um, or maybe there's some challenges that are, that are happening we want to hear about those and maybe you've worked through a lot of challenges. Um, we want to hear how you work through um, the challenges, you know. Um, so um, thank you so much. And thank you guys for being on the Be The Bridge podcast. Thank you, Sasha. Go to the donors table if you'd like to hear the unedited version of this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Be The Bridge podcast. To find out more about the Be The Bridge organization and or to become a bridge builder in your community, go to bethebridge.com. Again, that's bethebridge.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, remember to rate and review it on this platform and share it with as many people as you possibly can. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Today's show was edited, recorded, and produced by Trayvon Potts at Integrated Entertainment Studios in Metro Atlanta, Georgia. The host and executive producer is Latasha Morrison. Lauren C. Brown is the senior producer. And transcribed by Brittany Prescott. Please join us next time. This has been a Be The Bridge production.